0: Found Chop, the original Guillotine League podcast. Everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block. Chop is brought to you by GuillotineLeagues.com. Now, your hosts, Paul chargian and Brian Johnson.
1: Welcome to Chop the Guillotine League Podcast. I'm Paul chargian my co-host, as usual, Brian Johnson. Hello. What's up, George? Great to be back. It's week 13. We never thought Jonathan Taylor would hit the waiver wire. We'll talk about Christian McCaffrey, the the Harbinger of death. I mean, it is he's he's one of the horsemen of the apocalypse in fantasy the last two years. Yep. You could I mean, if all you did, if your only strategy the last two years was never bid a dollar on Christian McCaffrey, you automatically would have saved yourself from a couple of choppings. It just it's amazing how he has been the kiss of Death for fantasy owners.
0: Yeah, big, uh, good friend of the show, quote unquote friend. Unfortunately, let's fast forward really quickly to next year's drafts. Are you touching him in the first well, round? I mean, or even, no, no, not the
1: first round. Or even, no, no, no.
0: I mean, and, and remember, he'll a, go late second. It's a seventeen-team league too, so it's a yeah, big, right. it's a big first round. But right. I don't know if I'm touching him in the second round. Yeah, I think I, I wouldn't believe anybody just, who doesn't. Based on the last two years, we talk about him like every third well, week at you, least. Here's so what somebody's like, gonna do.
1: With Christian McCaffrey, they will take him middle of the second round and they will handcuff him to to Chuba Hubbard and just say, you know, I'm going to have that combination. So when he does get hurt, I can still pivot to a guy, even though Hubbard's not great. Um, And I think that's how some people will justify a second round pick on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, To me, the biggest, my biggest learning experience, we're all learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm learning even though this is now year 4 for me and you know you and I are way ahead of the curve on most people on this I just the thing that I'm I'm I think that I've walked away from this season much more than past is you yeah, just anybody anybody who has an injury that's more than like one week mm-hmm. is just dead to you yep. you know you just you have to live week to week in this format even more so and you can't when I look at the teams that are getting chopped it's so many of the rosters are filled with injured guys that are waiting to come back and they're doing it on like two and three and four players, man. I think there's like a roster spot that you devote maybe one to somebody who's more, who's like three weeks out and that's it. And anybody who's more than like three weeks out is just dead to you. You just, you just don't, you just don't roster those guys.
0: This is just like, I can't remember this many injuries it seems like oh, the last the first round.
1: Oh, it's a disaster. So let's let's just jump through the first round at the top of the head. Christian McCaffrey, first pick, disaster. Dalvin Cook, has now he's now going to miss time three different times. He's going to miss time. He was pick number two in most leagues. Pick three was Alvin Kamara. He's now missed, what, three games? Right in the heart of when you needed him most. Yep. Um, Derrick then, Henry. Then it went Derrick Henry, dead since week eight. So you, you got half a season out of Derrick Henry. And in our format, it... That was you can survive that a little bit easier than other formats, but still, you know that didn't go very well. Uh, Zeke went n- roughly next. He has been just he hasn't been hurt. He's just been bad. So there's Zeke. Um, who Nick I'm, Chubb has yeah, Nick, missed a few games, yeah, has, and even Nick, when he has yeah, played. Yeah, right, he's missed gonna. three games. Nick Chubb has missed three games. Um, Aaron Jones has been a pain yeah. in the a. Yeah, he's been uh, in and out, hurt. I mean, there's really Jonathan Taylor.
0: Eckler. And, Eckler.
1: That's it for Mick, first round Joe, running backs. Oh, first, first round. Joe
0: Mixon, maybe. He was still he more. Didn't he did not go didn't in even, the
1: first round generally. Not even in the Giants. Not team. even in no, Giants. Gia Gia he was, he gen- yeah. generally did. Now, the, if you pivoted away from running backs, you took Devonta Adams, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Stefan Diggs. You're fine. Yep. You're fine. And it's just another Unless you went
0: to DeAndre Hopkins, then you're, you're not fine. Yeah, that's been, uh, <laughs> he's that's been, been the bad. He's been the, he's, he's the been running the, back of yeah, the wide receivers. He
1: really has, uh, although he probably comes back this week. All right, I hope everybody's enjoying the roster building that has happened here. If you want to have some fun, go back and look at your draft board and your draft roster. You can do that whether you're on the app or whether you are on uh, the desktop site by going to League and choosing Draft Board. Brian I went through mine my, my my remaining leagues uh the most players I'm carrying from my draft in any of them two. is three three yeah sounds about right that's it um and and many of them it's just two and it's just it's the beauty of the guillotine league is all the roster building and the changes that you make with your rosters over time there're only 2 weeks of bidding left Brian yes
0: and free end just and fcfs period just add, it, right adding players to right, rosters
1: weeks. lock so this week goes through as normal. Next week is all the bidding and free agency is normal, but once a player's t- game kicks off, he's if he's on your lineup, he's on your lineup for the rest of the year. He's locked. And if he's out of your lineup, he's out of your lineup. Well, for let's, rest not, year, so you, not,
0: well let's clarify, though. After week 14, you can s- still move players in and out of your starting lineup.
1: No, I just mean if they're on your team or not.
0: Right. Yes. You, you, You're going to make better start Not Not in your lineup, but... We know what you meant. Okay. Because some people do get like, wait, my roster is locked? Just in the sense of adding, dropping. Week yes, in, week out. You can still. Obviously,
1: you can make bench start. I, 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 th- it's, it's, th- not, I think it's not too obvious to everyone, unfortunately. Just for those like few it. out there, just throwing um, it out there again. People now have a new problem. Fantasy owners, you're still alive. You're one of the six teams left. You started with 18 which of my five top ten wide receivers do I start this week? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, people are running into this, which is new territory mm-hmm. for most all regular fantasy players. If you haven't played guillotine before, you're like, whoa, oh. okay. I got Cooper Cup and Stefan Diggs and Devontae Adams. And, you know, it's just it's, it's, a, it's a great problem to have, but you're going to have to start making the kinds of decisions that you never used to have to make before. And that's going to happen the longer you survive here down the stretch with benching great players. And the strategy change that I think you have to make now, Brian, we've been playing most all of the season for safety. Don't get chopped. Just perform well enough and just don't be last. But now that we're down to six teams – you know, we're no longer in the range where you have like a 7% chance of getting cut or a 9% chance or an 11% chance. You know, we're heading into the territory where you've got like a 20% chance of getting cut. Mm-hmm. And now I think you don't have to always be setting lineups for safety. You can start setting some lineups for, for upside.
0: One strategy I like a lot at this point is looking for teams with a high implied total. And it preferably in a, a, a just a high over under game in general. And I, I'm still not a huge fan of pairing the quarterback uh, with a receiver or a tight end, but I, I like That's, having it's the running still back. Very dangerous. The running back and the wide receiver, though, it's like I've been playing uh, Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. Of course, Cook is injured now, but that and, and Eckler and Keenan Allen on the same team, and that has worked out okay. fine the last couple of weeks. So you can in the well, past it better, a, it better be a high scoring offense that yes. does
1: put up points. So you got to feel great about that matchup in general. I just I think you're best off diversifying. But if but, you can uh, find those matchups, sure.
0: But, and then if, you're, if you find yourself kind of as the, the underdog against the remaining teams mm-hmm. in the league, then you do go your full-on stack, go quarterback, wide yeah, receiver. Only if you think you're going to get chopped. Only if you think you're going to yeah, get
1: chopped. Yeah. That's still you know, high, high risk. But you can do it, not better now than later. You mentioned Alexander Madison. We'll talk about him at the end of the show, along with some of the other fill-in running backs. Like, can Chuba Hubbard be somebody you want to roster? Uh, what about uh, Jamal Williams? Do you want to roster him for his one start? We'll talk about some of those some of those guys. And I think a, a, a
0: certain backup tight end that is going to be uh, mm-hmm. very viable this week. I'm I'm with you on that. Uh
1: it's uh, still bye weeks, Brian. We've got Carolina, Cleveland, Green Bay and Tennessee all on bye this week. So, we'll show a lot of caution with your bye week waiver wire acquisitions on those players these bye weeks are killers and you don't want to acquire players from those teams unless it's very cheap and you don't need
0: that. You can just you can afford to bench those guys. That bye week came a little late for Tennessee this year. <laughs> it did it really did, didn't it? They, they needed, needed it three the, weeks ago. Yeah. yeah right around sure. whenever Henry went down and then more yeah, then yeah. the rest felt like dominoes.
1: Sadly. And uh then we still have four teams left next week. Indianapolis, Miami, New England, Philadelphia. That's that one's gonna hurt a bit. That's gonna sting some. Those all coming next week as well. So just be hyper aware of those bye weeks for any players that you may be acquiring this week. Um, some broad advice that we that we like to give, Brian. Obviously, you're being acutely aware of how much money everybody else has left. In many cases, it's seventeen bucks, eleven bucks, eight bucks, seven bucks. And two people have got, you know, somebody's got 50 and somebody's got 111.
0: Right now, the average across all leagues that started in week one uh, is $107. Yeah. So pretty much 100 bucks. And I know I'm kind of going to base my bidding. My, my off leagues of the-
1: are a lot less than that, by the way.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what yours look like. I, well, the, the ones I'm alive in, I have a lot more money I know. than that. well, that's <laughs> I'm cause a hoarder. You, that's cause, well, that's
1: because that's you yeah. listen to the show.
0: Yeah. You're on the show.
1: We are hoarders. Uh, I'm in good cash position in, in my remaining leagues as well. Um, If you are fab poor right now, you're in, you've got 11 bucks left. You simply, you know, you, you're, there's only two weeks left. I would not recommend bidding on, unless the price is right. Obviously you're going to be bidding very, very, you know, very low amount, very low amounts, but you're going to be shocked. Put out two and three dollar bids on good players, yeah.
0: you're going to get some of yeah. them. Yeah. I got Terry McLaurin for four bucks last week. Exactly. On a, on exactly. the Thursday round. He went through Jeez. Wednesday like on claim. So yeah, people just assume yeah. I'm not going to get this guy for four or five bucks.
1: There are you, people that are just like set at wide receiver and they're not spending any money on wide receiver. They're not even oh. bidding on Terry McLaurin as an example here. And if you've got plenty of cash left, if a player is past his buy and you're looking at somebody you're going to start the rest of the way. Yeah, put in your money. There's yeah. only two weeks left to bid.
0: Yeah, I'm calling that. So spend an an all in bid basically. If you control the board, you put in one dollar more than the next guy. Yeah, bid. and there's yeah. there's at least one player on uh, mm-hmm. today's list that I'm going to recommend doing. All that. right,
1: good. Um, for low end players who got cut, we're recommending you don't bid at all on those guys, and no, you good. can get them in free agency on. Uh, on Thursday afternoon, Fridays and Saturdays, uh, for middle tier guys now, where I think we're at the two, three, four, five dollar range for yeah, that kind I mean, of bidding. I-, I added Cordero Patterson for free last week. Granted, he was a little, really? he a little iffy wow. going he was, into the. Yeah, as it turned out, like, and yeah, I, didn't, I didn't, start him though. I, I, I left should've... him on the bench too because I, you know, I got these stacked rosters yeah. now. And I I'm like, still I'm survived, not so it. I'm, I'm happy. Well, I did I'm, too. okay, but uh, yeah, I
0: feel better going forward.
1: He looked good. Um, High-end guys, you're going to hear more of the bidding for the high-end players, but it's still fractionally as high as these bids were at the beginning and middle of the year. Let's talk through our top 10 most chopped players, Brian. Odds are a couple of these guys are on your waiver wire, and we'll help give you some, uh, some advice on how much to bid. The most chopped player, to the surprise of nobody who has ever heard this show before, Christian McCaffrey, the harbinger of death.
0: Uh, at least we know it'll be the last time we talk about him this That's
1: year. That's it. Yeah, we will never speak of him again. Kill and shot on IR. Rather show. than talk about Christian, let's just talk about Chuba Hubbard and tell me what you'd bid on him, given that he's on bye this week. And then the matchups after that are not good. He's got Buffalo, Tampa, and New
0: Orleans. Those are three of the five best run defenses in the NFL. Well, I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball here. I don't want to talk about Chuba as much as, as I want to talk about Amir Abdullah. Yeah, you could. Who, uh, after... McCaffrey went down in week 12. Abdullah played 26, took 26 snaps out of the backfield. Hubbard only took 11. Yeah. And Abdullah lined up outside uh, on one as a wideout. And uh, you mentioned the tough schedule coming ahead for Carolina running backs. I view Abdullah as more more of a receiver. Yeah, he is. And he has, I I like those matchups from a receiving Mm -hmm. angle for the running back. So I'm bidding $0 on Chuba Hubbard. Yep. And you really don't have to bid on Abdullah either, because most people are going to go for Hubbard. So I I wouldn't bid on either. I don't think you. But want if I had to one. pick one up, and I I would. I'm going to pick up Amir Abdullah. Mm. And I know the Panthers are on buy next week too, yeah. or is it this? this it's week. This week. week. Yeah. Sorry. So you don't you don't even have to make that move this no, week. No, you really don't. You can but make it just keep week. that in mind though. I mean, it, especially if you got zero bucks. And you, here's the thing though, Amir Abdullah sucks. <sighs> but here here's the thing, Chuba Hubbard. We we the Panthers sort of saw what they have in him, and it, he looked okay Fair. as a fill. Yeah they're not they're they're pretty much dead in the water at this point as in terms a team, of po- yes as, so you are still somewhat running risk of if you're just gonna bell cow chuba Hubbard you don't really you, you know your your true bell cow is pretty yeah. much no longer a bell cow and probably never will be let him Abdullah just run him into the ground. I don't know in a lost season. Man, in maybe. a lost season, so really, it's
1: even if the worst thing that happens to Chuba Hubbard, like he blows out his ACL, he'd still likely be back by the beginning of next year. It's like it's like the
0: the, the the two. It's like two faces uh, coin from Batman. They're both the same. On like one. Yeah, how about this? Once, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. This is way mo- too much discussion for two guys we don't think you should roster. Hey, Cordero Patterson was washed up career over. And liquid, that he, he came back resurrected. So, Amir Abdullah, come on, one time. I know, I know. Let's move on. The number two most job players, Detroit running back DeAndre
1: Swift, left last week's game early, expected to miss this week against Minnesota, which would have been the easiest matchup of his upcoming month. After that, he's got tougher matchups in Denver and Arizona after that. His average winning bid last week for DeAndre Swift was $91.
0: What do you think, Brian? Yeah, uh, ruined a lot of Thanksgivings pretty early on in the day. Uh, Mm A lot of Mm -hmm. key team leaguers probably lost their appetite (laughs) right (laughs) around noon central time. Uh, Dan Campbell earlier uh, this week said it's hard to see him playing this week. I'm Mm -hmm. basically ruling him out this week, which will really put a damper on the amount of dollars I'm willing to, to bid on DeAndre Swift. And when he comes back... It's obviously a lost season for Detroit. What's the point of really risking serious injury to him? Um, teams so, teams run their starters through the whole season. They do, but Bad man, teams if do. there's one player Detroit needs to protect, it's DeAndre Swift. So I I, I still I don't think he's. They gonna still want to win games. 80 percent uh, of this the isn't snaps. the NBA. Uh, I don't know. It, it is Detroit though. But so based on like the hundred dollar average, I'm going to say put. He's still a viable stash play because he's not going to play this week. Uh, not, not not the greatest schedule, but it, it does uh, soften up in week sixteen and seventeen if you can make it that far. So I'm going twenty bucks on Abdullah, based on Sorry, like a hundred dollars. DeAndre Swift. Sorry, yeah. I can't get Abdullah off my mind. Uh, DeAndre Swift, twenty bucks, basically twenty percent of your remain. If you've got two hundred bucks, i put put it at a forty dollars bid. On Swift, I've got $50 as uh, a bid on Swift. Okay. He was a top five-ish running back
1: all season long.
0: So I, they'll and still he's throw the best, to him. And the best pass catcher on the team, maybe outside of oh, TJ Hawkinson. He is.
1: The number three most chopped player
0: this week was Cleveland running back
1: Nick Chubb coming off a 16-yard game and then goes into the bye. Then he plays the same exact team that just held him to 16 yards. That's a conundrum. You are gonna. Have, you may struggle to start him after the bye week, even though he's Nick Chubb, um, but your superstar roster at that point, it's possible you don't even start him then, given the matchup. So, roll all that together, and what do you think about Nick Chubb, who last week had an average winning bid of $103?
0: Yeah, and uh, let's not forget that Kareem Hunt made his return last week. Hunt had seven carries, Chubb only had eight. Shockingly, Chubb saw the most targets at four. That's never been... Yeah. The case they made a keep... real mistake. I don't know how closely you watched that game. Hunt was very effective early, and they just completely
1: went away from him in the rest of the game. And the announcers are like, why are they not going back to Hunt? He's
0: been so good in this game. And then they they never did. So yeah, I mean Hunt's clearly right back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Almost a virtual 50 50 timeshare between those two. Uh, and you said the bye, the schedule coming up, it's it's brutal. I'm not bidding as much on Chubb as I am on Swift. Um wow. I'm going. Okay. Just a little under, you know. I was at forty. I'm going to say uh, thirty, thirty-five on Nick Chubb. You just—he has bell cow potential, but he's not going to get that opportunity anytime soon. I've got Definitely.
1: forty dollars on Chubb as well, so we're in the same ballpark on uh, on Nick. But you're
0: in—you're coming in lighter than Swift, who is.
1: Yeah, well, I injured. am. I am coming in lighter than Swift. <laughs> I mean, they're both because not here's play. why. No, I mean, no, so going to play this oh, week. Right. But I assume Swift's coming back next week, and I know I can start Swift next week, and I'm worried about that Ravens matchup for Chubb uh, the week after that. The fourth most chopped player last week was Tampa Bay wide receiver Mike Evans. This is going to be the first of three Buccaneers we will be talking about in the top ten most chopped players. His dud games for Mike Evans remain brutal, and he had one last week. In fairness, he's only had three epically bad games all season, but still, I mean, when, when, when Mike Evans duds, he duds hard. Uh, schedule for the next month, I have a C grade here. He's got two tricky matchups coming up in the next month, Buffalo. Now they're without Tredavious White, but yeah. it's still tough, I think. And Carolina, which is becoming a very good uh, secondary. The average winning bid for Mike Evans was $41 last week. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Like you said, when he duds, he duds hard. But man, he's outside of those games. Uh, he's scored at least once in seven of his last 10. And in at least three of those games, he said multiple touchdowns. Yep. One was a, a three touchdown game. Um, but what's not good for Evans or any other pass catcher outside of uh, Leonard Fournette is the fact that Leonard Fournette has seen a 21% target share, uh, you know, a target share percentage, of 21% over the last month. He's He's turning up way too many turning, targets. He's turned into Antonio Brown. Yes, <laughs> and then will Antonio Brown ever come back? He likely will. So Evans, even, I mean, it was, the, the Colts matchup was a plus one on paper mm-hmm. when it, when it, it came was. to what they gave it to wide receivers, and Antonio Brown the was an active. Colts went into that so, game
1: allowing the most wide receiver touchdowns.
0: So really, Evans is, uh, he's not, you can't trust him, really. He's kind, kind of, of he has he's been mostly deb- trustable. He has been mostly trustable, but, like, you, like, but at this point, you can't risk the 20, Thirty percent chance he's going to give you that epic dud. So I'm coming in light on Evans. I'm going twenty bucks, and he's going to have to earn. I don't. I mean, I've, I'm confident at this point in the season I can find at least two wide receivers I trust more than him, and probably two other flex players that mm. I just trust more than because there's just too much, too many mouths to feed in Tampa Bay. Even with Antonio Brown injured, and he's coming back soon.
1: I have the exact same twenty dollar recommended bid on Mike Evans. Let's go to the number five chopped player, Seattle wide receiver D.K. Metcalf. He was exactly in this spot last week as the fifth most chopped player. Last week, he has had three straight dud performances as Russell Wilson and the entire Seattle offense continues to languish. His schedule over the next month, I've graded a C. He's got a plus matchup against Atlanta this week. But I'm nervous about San Francisco and the Rams after that. The average winning bid last week on DK Metcalf was 28. What are you bidding, if anything, on DK Metcalf?
0: I got to throw a quick thanks out to DK uh, for that dud on Monday night. I I think you really need to thank Russell Wilson, though. So I go into the the Guillotine League, Writers League, Mm -hmm. all the writers who help us do the the ranking blurbs. Yeah. to survive, I'm I'm done for the the week going into Monday Night Football. I need Terry McLaurin basically to not catch a pass. That's okay. not happening. Yeah, and then DK Metcalf to score less than 3.3 points. Oh, geez, you which it's probably not. It's probably <laughs> not going to happen, right? But right. it turns out it did. He had 2.3 points. Yeah. All I needed was one more one more catch. Uh, for the tie for zero yards, but yeah, so I survived. Jeez. Uh, shockingly, I uh, thought I was dead in the water for sure. So thanks a lot, DK. Uh, but yeah, three straight does four targets on Monday Night Football. That's just mind boggling against a team like Washington. Yeah, the
1: terrible secondary that Washington's been trolling out most of the year. He did have
0: eight targets in each of the two games prior, so that's healthy. You know, it's, it's, those are healthy target totals, but they're not quality targets coming from Russell no, Wilson these not. days. And uh, it really boils down to Russell Wilson. Wilson is, not de- He is
1: dudes checked out. Yeah. Uh, there was a – he took a sack on Monday night that I've never seen Russell Wilson take where he gave up on a play. And for everything that I've ever said negative about Russell Wilson, which really isn't that much, I've, n- I've never said anything like he gave up. He gave up on this sack play where he just decided, you know what, I'm just taking the sack, and he just basically fell down.
0: Yeah, I don't, I just, he, he looks very disinterested for sure. Uh, he He's was way better out. off when he, his life was just football. and uh... You're the Eagles. I'm going to just
1: go aside for this minute. You're the Eagles with three first-round picks next year, and I believe they're currently slated at 8, 9, and 11, the three picks. Seattle says in the offseason, We'll take your bottom two. You can keep your top of the two picks and we'll give you Russell Wilson. And Seattle, I think Seattle's going to totally dismantle. They don't have a first round pick. They've got to, you know, they need, they need picks. They need equity, right? So uh, the going rate for a quarterback like Russell Wilson is a couple of first round picks. So if you're the Eagles, Jalen Hurts hasn't topped 179 yards, which is nothing in five straight games. Would you make that move? Would you give up your second and third first-round picks for
0: Russell Wilson in the offseason? I don't know. And I know the, the quarterback class isn't it's not necessarily good. Nope. great. Uh, so maybe, but I don't think I would. I mean, the, the Eagles are in the NFC East. They could, they might still win that <laughs> division <They might. laughs> with, with Jalen Hurts, who mm-hmm. I'm not totally giving up on, but he did look pretty brutal uh, against the Giants on Sunday. So... Uh, so off the top of my head, quick fire answer: No, that's a little too rich for my blood. All I'd right. want a, a few picks in return, but it's it's certainly something that's going to be discussed and has the possibility of, of happening. And uh, back to DK. Yeah, give quick. me a number. I, give me a number on DK Metcalf. I can't Metcalf. trust him uh, any more than I can Mike Evans, who we just talked about uh, before Metcalf. And it's really just about Russell Wilson and and the the play calling. Seattle is just head scratchingly bad. I'm bidding ten bucks on DK Metcalf, and he's like a he's a depth guy that I'll, uh, if I'm you know. In weeks 15, 16, 17, mm-hmm. when I, you can't make any additions, I'll, I'll throw him in as a yeah, backup. Somebody if gets hurt be. or whatever, yeah. I've got $5 on DK Metcalf.
1: Next up, the sixth most chopped player, San Francisco tight end, George Kittle, coming off a one-catch game. And uh, it's, a re- it's a reminder that when Kyle Shanahan can run the ball at will, he will do that, and his receivers will suffer. Yeah, that's that's the, the parable to that. you got got to know when to start those receivers – a lot of times you got to figure out when the running game's not going to work and they have to throw because if they can mitigate Jimmy Garoppolo, they will. And we saw that was the case last week. Was it 29 carries for Elijah
0: Mitchell, I think, in this game? Well, the, the Vikings were missing their entire defensive front, right? I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I know. You know.
1: When you can, you do. Now, interestingly, they've got, um, they've got Seattle coming up this week. Seattle's run defense has turned awesome. Since week eight, they're giving up Two yards a carry. It's crazy how good it's been. So I don't think Elijah Mitchell gets going here. Uh, what do you think about George Kittle? Last week,
0: the average winning bid was $35. I'm going uh, higher than last week's average mm-hmm. winning bid. Um he did have a bad game against the Vikings, but uh, the writing was on the wall there. It was a bad matchup on paper. The Vikings had given Vikings up been one against tight, tight end ends. touchdown. Yep. It was a fluky one to the Green Bay rookie uh, a couple weeks ago. And, again, the San Francisco, they could run all over the Vikings in that game. So Kittle had a dud, and that was understandable. He, he scored in his three games prior. Yep. Debo Samuel now expected to miss one to two weeks. That is yep. huge when it comes to Kittle. And, you know, Darren Waller now hurt. Um you know, Dan Arnold is not nearly anywhere. <laughs> but tight end, tight end is thinning out. Oh, Dan Arnold's quickly. hurt. You know that, right? I know that. I'm just okay. saying, tight ends are falling by the wayside. All and right. so I'm Kittle's the. I'm going 70, 80 bucks on Kittle, and he's the all in guy. I'm talking about. I'm going all in if I have the funds to ensure I get him. And that's even if I have Travis Kelsey and/or Mark Andrews on roster. I'll play keep away mm. from mm-hmm. other team surviving teams in my league by like, grabbing Kittle. And, and really, the, the clincher to this is. Debo's out a game, probably two weeks. I think it's two weeks. On me gro- too. A wide injuries? receiver
1: plus a groin—that yeah.
0: to me, that's that's that screams multi week injury. You, you, that can easily be reaggravated. Brandon Ayuk has started to come on, but now it's it's Kittle back as the top pass-catching option at a very very thin position. And uh, all right, so you've so- got you've got all in. I've got forty five.
1: Okay. I also went higher than last week's uh, average bid on George Kittle. The seventh most chopped player is Tom Brady, and the eighth most is Chris Godwin. So we're back to our Buccaneers. Uh, Leonard Fournette's not going to score four touchdowns in a game. I mean, Tom Brady's, you know, even though Tom Brady hasn't looked like himself for at least a month, this passing offense hasn't been right basically since Antonio Brown's been out. But Brown is trending back sooner at some point fairly soon, hopefully this week. And if not this week, you would think next week. Chris Godwin's been very consistent but not explosive like Mike Edwards has been. What are your thoughts on these two guys? I already talked about some of the schedule challenges with Buffalo
0: and Carolina upcoming up. Those are two very good pass defenses. Yeah, I mean, Brady, he didn't have the worst game among the big name quarterbacks last week. I mean, he still threw for a touchdown. had like 230 yards. Yeah. It's not all. I mean, like Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. I'm yeah, right. Surprised they're not right. on this list over Brady. So Brady's at least thrown a touchdown in every game. And we, uh, we, I we survived.
1: Said... I started Garoppolo in one league because oh, yeah. I'm like,
0: the Vikings are giving up yeah. a ton of points. <laughs> I didn't think they'd all be on the – I didn't think it'd all be on right. Debo Samuel runs. Anyway, continue. But, uh, yeah, so, so the same thing essentially happened to Tom Brady. Uh, even for one of those four-night touchdowns was a receiving touchdown. But we've said uh, for weeks, you know, don't bid really – essentially don't bid on quarterbacks. They're, they're very replaceable. He can find uh, – Yeah, Brady went for
1: 18 bucks last week.
0: Uh, I am going to recommend bidding on Brady. I am uh, too. F- five bucks. Um mm-hmm. Personally, for me, once the rosters are locked after week 14, I want three quarterbacks on roster. And I'll be happy to have Tom Brady as one of them. So I'll go out to yeah. – sure. I'll, I'll spend money on Brady. And, you know, I'll certainly look at other teams. If I have to bump the bid up to six or seven bucks, if that is more than what they have remaining. If they look like they're a quarterback needy. Brady's still a guy – uh, you got to trade yeah, can go differently win. He can go win than other, games for you, than other, sure. than other quarterbacks.
1: I'd go 10. so I'd outbid you on um, Brady. I do want him on my roster as my number one or number two quarterback. For Godwin, as I mentioned, safed but not explosive. but you can find a lot of safe guys, safe receivers. You know, I think the biggest appeal is just that he's got Tom Brady in this offense. Um, and I'll mention this. you know, Godwin runs primarily from the slot. Buffalo and Carolina have good good slot coverage in Teron Johnson and Jeremy Chin. So that's not – these are not easy matchups for Chris Godwin either. And his average winning bid last week was a healthy $56. I'm not going to get near that. What are you going to bid on Chris Godwin?
0: Yeah, not going to go that high, Uh, as you were alluding to. He is safer than Mike Evans. Uh, Four catches for Godwin last week in his six games prior, he was averaging 6.8 per game. Five was his lowest catch total during that stretch, and that only happened once. Uh, He has scored in three of his last five games, too, so he does have a ceiling not quite as high as Mike Evans, but he doesn't kill you as much. So I'm going to bid a little more on uh, Godwin than I am Evans. I think I said 20 on Evans. I'll go 25 on Godwin. Okay. I have 15 on Godwin.
1: We're We're in the same kind of ballpark, but you would get him. The number nine most chopped player from last week, Cincinnati wide receiver Jamar Chase. Four straight games with between thirty-two and forty-nine yards, yeah. that's it. Four straight, which is a disaster. Um, you could say he hit the rookie wall, and maybe he has, or maybe defenses simply have enough tape on him now that they've identified some of his tendencies and some of his weaknesses and ways to and ways to basically defeat Jamar Chase. Either way, a month of games under 50 yards is pretty depressing for a guy who was as bankable as Jamar Chase was through the first two months of the season
0: yeah and his target share percentage is actually higher over the the, the second half of the season so far as opposed to the first half when he was They're going off yeah he was just he was hitting on those long touchdowns right. week in and week out and I'm not gonna say he's totally reliant. he's not like a Tyler Lockett. Yeah, or John Ross even played yeah. play, you know, I mean? Or like a Deshaun Jackson. He's yeah. not like that, but it's come down to his more intermediate game, and that's not really his strong suit, it seems like. So he's got to be connecting on these long touchdowns, which isn't, which isn't a given, especially as the weather gets colder. And over the last uh, during, or – I'm sorry, during the nine games that uh, Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd have all played together, Higgins and, and Chase have both seen exactly 67 targets. So it's a split down the middle. Yeah. when Higgins and Chase are playing together. Uh, and then you throw in Tyler Boyd, but he's he's an afterthought at this point. So really, you know, Chase seemed like a locked-in starter every week as a top-two wide receiver option for anybody, but now he's kind of more flex-worthy and almost a depth guy who you kind of are rooting for uh, an injury or the perfect matchup. So And the perfect matchup's
1: not coming. Get this, three straight tricky matchups. Chargers this week, they are a very good pass defense. San Francisco has turned into a sneaky, very good pass defense. And then he's at Denver after that. Those are all tricky matchups, potentially, for Jamar Chase. Yeah, I'm we, not saying he's going to dud in every one of those, but those are not layup matchups.
0: And though. we also failed to mention Joe Mixon is playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, and getting like, a lot of work. He, he's, do, he's playing great, and the, the line looks good. So Ch- Chase isn't really the number one option right now, it seems. So I'm not going to bid on him as he, like he is one. He's kind of just in, the, in that Bucks, uh wide receiver Territory for me right now. I'm going right. to go a little bit higher than I on Evans and mm-hmm. uh, Godwin uh, and just go 30 bucks on Chase yeah, right now. That's the same thing I'm um, at.
1: His, his average winning bit last week was 67. I'm not going to get that close to no. it. The number 10 most chopped player, Jalen Hurts, who has not topped 179 passing yards in five straight games, as I mentioned earlier. Very low passing attempts, which is a problem for him. And um, still chipping and rushing, though, at least 53 rushing yards in six straight games. But the problem is when he's passing 19 times for 160 yards and no touchdowns through the air, those 53 rushing yards are only giving you five points. And now all of a sudden, you know, Hertz is not helping you as much as you would think so. We've talked a lot about the rushing gives him a certain floor, but if he doesn't score the rushing touchdowns and he doesn't score them all that often, by the way, you know, That rushing floor is only really getting you five, six, seven points, and the passing just isn't quite coming around yet. He does, in totality, the last month he's looked better than he did earlier in the season, but it's just still not a fluid, natural, easy, effective passing game.
0: I don't know how much of that game you watch, and I'm with you. He's still got a lot to prove uh, passing-wise, but he's still put the ball uh, Jalen in Jalen Rager's, Rager's hands twice yeah, I mean, Jalen Rager to dropping, win that game yeah t- dropping t- their t- touchdown t- was brutal and then
1: the pass after that was not a touchdown pass but you it, it, it would have put a him in scoring range. catchable pass yeah yes.
0: so he's not getting yeah. any help from Rager it's really Devontae Smith and I don't know mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard criminally underused in that game we won't go there but uh like, like Brady Hurts is not a, a replacement level quarterback he's He's got a unique skill set, and mm-hmm. that's really his rushing. So he's a guy I would bid on in and, and hopes, you know, to add quarterback depth. He's not a a, a locked in starter. You're going to be playing your matchups among your quarterbacks, but I still a guy, one of the two or three quarterbacks I want to stash going into the playoffs. So I'm going to bid. Uh, I I said five on Brady. I'm I'm going to say the exact same on Hertz. I'll bid five on Hertz, unless I have. My, my mobile quarterback, like if I have a Lamar Jackson or a Josh Allen, then maybe I won't go as high. But if I don't have a quarterback like that, I want a guy like that uh, for depth, depth going into the playoffs. So I'll just go five.
1: Uh, so, Hertz, I failed to mention the schedule before, but I do want to mention it here. Um, he's got – I'm grading it a B, even though he's got a bye next week. So he hasn't had his bye yet because it's the Jets this week, and then it's Washington after the bye. So on either side of next week's bye, he's got very, very strong matchups. Yeah. And so I do like Hertz, and I'm willing to pay for him knowing I'll, I'll start him in two of the remaining, whatever, five weeks we've got left. I'm for sure starting him. So I've got a $20 bid. I was yeah, I was, was going to double Hertz.
0: mine up on Brady, and uh, now you convinced me that I will. So yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, all
1: right. Let's, uh, in the final moments here, I want to just t- get your quick thoughts on some of the traditional waiver wire guys that should be available in most leagues, but you still may want to bid on a little bit. Alexander Madison is widely available yeah. at this stage and he will be the Vikings starter for at least two games in all probability, maybe more than two. The two full games Madison's already had, he finishes a top 10 fantasy running back in both of those weeks and it's Detroit on the on the docket this week. What do you think about Alexander
0: Madison and how much would you bid on him? Yeah, I mean, whether you have Cook on roster or not, I mean, if you do have Cook, you almost want to bid a little more, but the like, I'm just looking at, like every week you wanna survive, but at this point in the season I'm just like really living in the now almost. And right right now I'm looking at Detroit oh, yeah. and I'm drooling over that matchup. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm throwing a hearty bit at Ma- Madison, and you might get him for another game. You, there's a chance you might get him for the rest of the season as the starter too, right? Maybe. C- so uh, I, yeah. I, I go thirty bucks on on Madison, uh, okay. and I wouldn't blame me for going $40, forty, fifty on him, or even a little higher, depending on how much money you have, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got thirty dollars in Alexander Madison, and I believe
1: that he will get a minimum of two starts for you, and that's he'll be ranked inside our top ten both of the next two weeks in all probability when the Vikings. Don't have Cook. Madison gets almost every running back carry and reception there is to get. Kane Wenongu or whatever is going to get a, a I was couple about say, of mixes Are they going to give him? They're going to mix him in a little bit, but not much. I, I hope they do. I, he,
0: that guy's an yeah. exciting
1: player. He is. Yeah. What do you think about Matt Breida? Is he somebody that has – do
0: you want to roster him at all? Would you throw a couple of bucks at him? He's a guy I wouldn't – I'd rather just throw those couple bucks either to bump up a bid on – a you know, a pre-existing bid I have or just try to get a, a bigger name that will slip through the cracks. But he's someone I will go seek out once first-come, first-served free agency rules right. we'll But about I'm him. not going to He's bid. more of a Friday yeah. player.
1: Okay. Taysom Hill. Let's talk about him for a minute. His four, I don't think that this is a good format for him, but let me note this. He had the four starts last year. He was a top 10 quarterback in three of the four starts. His average rushing game was 53 yards and a touchdown. And we believe Taysom Hill will be the starter this week. They haven't announced it yet, but we believe that'll be the case. Now, the passing is almost like gravy on top of that. By the way, who you know who else is 53 rushing yards and a score per game? Almost to the almost to the penny. At quarterback? No, oh. running back. Uh, James Conner is Connor. almost dead on. Exactly the same thing. So, what Taysom Hill is giving you is James Conner plus whatever he passes for.
0: Yeah, still. <laughs> I you know. Can't take, it's so those, dangerous, right? Not for me in uh, in this format. And then maybe I'd add him on Friday, but I, even then, I'm not so sure. Okay. I feel like you could have better quarterbacks on roster at this point. He's more of a, you know, like a daily dart. Type Last player. guy,
1: uh, Frank Moreau, will be the – Foster. Fil- <laughs> Sorry, Foster Moreau. Thank you, Frank. Yeah. Uh, Foster Moreau will be the uh, – the starting tight end for Las Vegas for at least one game, maybe two games. We don't know yet uh, when Waller's going to come back. He's got Washington this week. What do you think about Foster Moreau?
0: Yeah, uh, love him. Uh, I hate the fact that Darren Waller is likely going to miss this game. That's still TBD, but right now he's looking pretty doubtful. But whenever uh, Waller has been out of the lineup, Moreau has done just fine. And even like in, in Waller's breakout year in 2019, Foster Moreau had more touchdowns than Waller did that year. So he can play. Yeah. And when, when there's no Darren Waller, I mean Foster Moreau, he's a top ten option this week going against Washington. Gerald Everett just had a good game uh, with Mister Unlimited, Mister Very Limited, really. Russell yeah. Wilson at quarterback, and uh, I like Derek Carr more than I like Russell Wilson right now. And uh, yeah, Foster Moreau. I, How I much? I, would, Give me I, I think you got a bid on him. Uh, at least three. But if I if I got Waller, uh, you know I'll yeah. So let's try assume to get, you need a starting tight end for yeah. the next week or two, um, or else there's not a point. He's not the, the the top target but i a per dollar basis he might be but i'd throw 3 4 bucks if i'm yeah, very that's needy probably, that's probably spot all you need end, to do. but uh, cuz yeah. he should fill in quite
1: admirably he, he i think he probably i think he you can probably get him on Thursday's waiver run or even Friday i think most people aren't going to notice him and there's only with only 7 teams left most people have their tight end now so i don't even know if you have to spend anything on Moreau. but you can pick him up and start him for any game in which wallers out and you've got a probably where do you think foster Moreau will be ranked among tight ends this week. Top seven?
0: Yeah, I mean definitely top ten. I mean off, yeah. off the top of my head for sure, assuming Waller's out and uh mm-hmm. who's on bye again. I think there's at least one well, bigger are our, our
1: tight ends on by. Let's see here. Carolina doesn't have no. a tight end, Cleveland doesn't have a tight they got end. Too many Green players. Bay doesn't have a tight end and Tennessee doesn't have no, a tight not end. Not really. But so, still, nobody nobody has a tight end on bye this week.
0: But still, yeah, I think you'll be a top ten option. Okay. With no Darren Waller. I mean, you know, Darren Waller would be a top three, so Moreau can play. It's not like he's just a warm body.
1: We'll talk to you next week for a week 14 edition of Chop the Guillotine League Podcast. It might be our last show of the year because mostly we're all about bidding and and giving you bidding advice, and that's the last week to do bidding advice. But I think at a minimum, Brian, what would be fun to do is talk to, and this would be very new for us, but talk to our Super Chop finalists when the final week of the season gets here. Yeah. and talk to the final players
0: left. Yeah, we can see um, how, and, how they draft, man. go back look at yeah. how they drafted and then how they've handled the yeah. last. Yeah. Those uh, guys
1: have run the gauntlet, man. They they made it through league number 1 and then to get through the to, to emerge out of that redrafted mid-November and then continue to make through all of these chops uh leading up to the finals.
0: Really impressive. At that point, I want to see who's surviving. Who had drafted Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) Even if he was healthy, he's not playing this week. No Carolina running back is. And, of course, you got squad douche out of him, like three points uh, against the Dolphins. Uh, Absolute disaster, unfortunately. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week for more of
1: CHOP, the Guillotine League Podcast.